G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Our preference in life, if the truth be known, is for things to be easy. Success, prosperity, sure, that's where God's blessing must be, right? But Jesus, well, he calls us to journey with him on a road less travelled and is not always what we want it to be. Diamond and welcome to the program today as we kick off a new series of messages called Following Jesus with Confidence. Adversity is a fact of life. It happens in all areas of our lives at different times, in our finances, in our relationships, in our jobs, in our families, in our health, in our own thoughts and emotions. Last year on the program, I shared a series of messages with you called How to Stop Your Family from Falling Apart. And quite a number of people wrote to me and said, in effect, well, my family's already fallen apart. What about me? And so later this year, we'll be chatting about marriage separation and divorce, losing a loved one, singleness, childlessness, because things don't always follow that old fairy tale ending and they lived happily ever after. My preference and your preference is that life should be easy. If not completely easy, then at least 10 or 15 or 20% easier than what it is at the moment. Just just a little bit less of a struggle. Just a little bit easier. Oh, and no major catastrophes, thanks. No major disasters that cause us pain. And the key here is expectation. My parents' generation went through World War II. My dad fought in the German army on the Russian front. My mother lived through the air raids and the bombing of her hometown of Graz in Austria. And when I look at those people from that generation, whether European or Australian or wherever they come from, their expectations of life being easy aren't as high as perhaps yours and mine. Now, my generation, the baby boomers, were born in the 1950s and 1960s in that golden era of prosperity and hope. Our parents, having suffered much through World War II, worked hard to give us a better life. All the modern electric kitchen gadgets, televisions, okay, black and white, but televisions nevertheless, motor cars, all of those things happened post-World War II, and they indeed gave us a better, more prosperous life. And so we baby boomers carried on with that tradition with our children, Generation X and Generation Y, who carried on with their children, the millennials, and so on it goes. As prosperity boomed in the West, our expectations of what is normal became incredibly inflated. Prosperity is normal. Peace is normal. Success is normal. And of course, the advertising industry chimed in, feeding us, bombarding us constantly with those images of success. Now, what I'm describing doesn't apply everywhere. There are plenty of people listening today who live in desperate adversity in refugee camps in war-torn parts of the world. But even as I travel through those parts of the world, what I see is the lure of prosperity from the West beckoning. Media is a global phenomenon. Television, internet is global. And so people feed on this inflated set of expectations and we begin to imagine that success and peace and prosperity and comfort are the norm. Or it's not quite the norm. 
then at least those are the things we should be aspiring to. Comfortable house, tick. Nice car, tick. Healthy superannuation fund, tick. Private schooling for the children, tick. The latest techno gadgets, tick. The latest fashions, tick. And for men and women of faith, those of us who believe in Jesus, what we tend to do is drop this worldly model of success onto the Bible and we try and create our own blended theology of success. We expect that following Jesus should be easy. And when we discover that it isn't, many fall by the wayside. Surely, if God loves me, he wants to bless me. Why am I having to deal with all these problems and challenges and issues and conflicts and adversity? Either there's something wrong with him or there's something wrong with me. I don't know, but something isn't working the way it should be. Have you ever thought that stuff to yourself? Or perhaps if you haven't quite articulated it that clearly, as I talked about it just then, you found yourself nodding your head in agreement. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm feeling. So before we can really talk about following Jesus with confidence, and hey, if I'm going to follow Jesus, if I'm going to call him my saviour and my Lord, then I want to follow him with a quiet confidence in my heart. But before we can talk about that, we need to deal with this expectation gap. Have a listen to this exchange between Jesus and a couple of would-be followers whom he met along the way. It comes from Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 18. Now, when Jesus saw great crowds around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. A scribe then approached him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. It seems to me that Jesus isn't calling you and me to a life of comfort. Following Jesus is a journey. And from what I can see here, Jesus isn't promising you and me a big house with two living areas, four bedrooms, double car garage in a nice suburb. He's setting out the reality plainly and simply that following him is an uncomfortable journey. I often wonder how that second guy felt, the one whose father had just died. Jesus, I I, I really want to go and follow you, but my dad's just died, and I have to go and bury him first. I remember when my father died. I, I don't think I'd have missed his funeral for the world. And yet Jesus replies, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. The only words that I can come up with to describe that is harsh and unfeeling. If I'd have been that guy, I'd have been thinking, hang on. Do I, do I really want to follow this Jesus? But Jesus here was making a point, a strong point, about what it means to follow him. Not a life of comfort and compromise. Here is again Jesus. Now the great crowds accompanied him and he turned and he said to them, If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower doesn't first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and he's not able to finish it, all who see it begin to mock him saying, this guy began to build but wasn't able to finish. Or what king will go out to encounter another king in war without sitting down first to deliberate whether he will be able with his 10,000 to meet the one who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, 
While the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for peace terms. So therefore, any of you who would not renounce all that he has cannot become my disciple. Luke chapter 14, verses 23 to 25. My friend, have you counted the cost? Are you expecting an easy ride with Jesus? Or do you see the stark reality that he's painting here? Of course we go through times of blessing in our relationships and in our circumstances from time to time. Well, well, most people do. But what Jesus is saying here is that suffering and sacrifice are the norm for a Christ follower. Most of us are worried about the single most important person on the planet, me. What's in it for me? That's what we're constantly asking ourselves. What do I get out of this? But Jesus said, if you want to become my followers... Then deny yourselves, take up your cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit you if you gain the whole world, but you lose your life? Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 25. If we have the wrong expectation of Jesus, then we are never going to be able to follow him with confidence. Some days it's going to be hard. That doesn't mean we've failed. It means that that is what Jesus promised. So let me leave you with this question. In your heart of hearts, what are you expecting of Jesus? Are you expecting what he promised? Or are you expecting what the world tells you you're entitled to? There are so many things that life throws at us that frankly undermine our confidence. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, Living a Life of Quiet Confidence. You see, God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this booklet, He will help you live the rest of your life with a quiet confidence in Christ. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.